like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today and also next week, we'll be celebrating the life and music of Larry Penn, who died last October. Larry's music has been influential for folk musicians of a few generations and across the country. His songs have been recorded and passed on by such luminaries as Pete Seeger, so you've likely heard one or another of Larry's songs, even if you didn't know the source. For many, especially in the Milwaukee area, he's got a special place in music and history in the same way that Woody Guthrie has across the country. I've arranged for six of Larry Penn's musical friends to share with us about the life and songs of this local folk giant, and we'll talk to three of them today, another three next week. Right now we go to the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area to speak first with Craig Seamson. Craig, it's great to have you back for this celebration of the musical gifts of Larry Penn. Oh, yeah. It's great to be back, Mark. Thanks. How are you connected with Larry? It goes back a long, long ways. I remember Larry actually going back to maybe high school or college, not as a friend, though, but just seeing this guy playing out in coffee houses and in the area over in Madison. Specifically, I remember him singing One Meatball. I, I didn't know anybody else that did that song, and uh, he had the fattest fingers and the slowest picking I'd ever seen, but it was all very effective, and I was always sort of intrigued with him. But fast forward then to my moving back to Wisconsin in the uh, early 80s, I basically hooked up with him through the Milwaukee folk community, and then also uh, became good friends with his wife. So back in the 80s and maybe some of the 90s, Larry and I spent a lot of time hanging out together, did shows together. We were on the board of directors for the coffee house here uh, for a number of years. And then basically as Patty and I became more of a duo, um, we did things with Larry, but not so much musical collaboration. But we had at, by that time become good friends with Larry and his wife, Pat. So we would oftentimes share meals in each other's homes. And as you know, having kids, anybody that shows kindness to your kids, they definitely <laughs> become real important people in your life. And both Larry and Pat were always just very, very thoughtful and nice with our daughter. And so it just became a, a very nice friendship in music and beyond music for many, many years until he and Pat passed away last couple months. For our wedding, Larry cut out out of wood these beautiful silhouettes of Patty and I, our, our faces, in a heart shape that we have hanging on our wall. And then when Anna came home, he did the same of her. Yeah, very, very, very wonderful, thoughtful people. Good, good friends they have. Yeah, and wonderful musical friends as well. You're going to share some of Larry's music. What would you like to share? Well, I thought we could start out playing a Larry Penn uh, with Larry actually singing it, Kate Shelley. 
you know, Larry had a very wide palette as far as his music and his writing. There's a lot that always amazed me. I'll tell you a little story. I was in a song circle once, and it was they were all musicians of note. This was a musician song circle. It wasn't just a drop-in thing. And there was a, a woman who was from the East Coast and rather well-regarded. She went on and on about her training and her music theory, and she played this song that was a nice song. There was nothing wrong with it, but it wasn't overwhelming. And you know the response from the people in the circle was polite, which looked like it shocked her. Uh, Larry, he was after her, and uh, he just started playing the song, and the, the chorus to the song was, All the old-time truckers go where the 18-wheelers roll, and the gypsies dance all night to the white lines on the road, which just beautiful poetry. And when, when he was done, everybody erupted in this applause, and he looks up and he says, two chords. <laughs> so there's, there's, a beauty in, <laughs> there's a beauty in Larry's simplicity, and there's a, and a, a stunning beauty in his poetry. And, you know, he's a, he's a retired truck driver, and he's got this gruff old voice, but his songwriting, his ability to take historical things and bring them to life. And Kate Shelley is uh, the next song, and uh, he wrote that for a, a young girl, which I think is now popularized in a children's book but a young girl from Iowa who, um, because of her father's passing, became responsible for a section of rail line out there in Iowa. And during a particularly bad evening, it was left to her to warn the oncoming train that part of the trestle had washed out in this terrible rainstorm. So I just thought this was a really amazing, a good, good example of how Larry can just take some historical pieces of our lives here and just bring it forward to a beautiful song that really tells the story well. Run, Kate Shelley, run. We're remembering Larry Penn today. Daddy was a section hand. Run, Kate Shelley, run. Proud to be a railroad man. Run, Kate Shelley, run. When he died, the lantern passed to a 15-year-old last. She held the mantle up with class Run, Kate Shelley, run It was on the sixth day of July Run, Kate Shelley, run With the lightning flashing in the sky Run, Kate Shelley, run Swollen by the pouring rain She heard the trestle groan and strain Honey Creek all full of pain Run, Kate Shelley, run Now the midnight mail was on the way Run, Kate Shelley, run Not more than a mile away Run, Kate Shelley, run Inch by inch and tie by tie She crawled across the trestle wide Save the passengers in time Run, Kate Shelley, run Run, Kate Shelley, run In the pouring rain Run, Kate Shelley, run With your lantern lit so pale Warn of danger on the rail Stop the midnight mail, run, Kate Shelley, run.
where the Des Moines River flows. Run, Kate Shelley, run. They marked the spot her legend rose. Run, Kate Shelley, run. Rolling out toward the plains, Chicago and Northwestern trains. Cross the bridge that bears her name. Run, Kate Shelley, run. Back in 1881, run, Kate Shelley, run. The bravest thing was ever done. Run, Kate Shelley, run. Still today in stormy times when lightning flashes in the sky, you'll see her dancing on those ties. Run, Kate Shelley, run. Run, Kate Shelley, run in the pouring rain. Run, Kate Shelley, run with your lantern lit so pale, warn of danger on the rail. Stop the midnight mail. Run, Kate Shelley, run. Larry Penn with his song, Run, Kate Shelley, Run, being shared today by Craig Simpson, one of his friends over the years. Do you happen to know if his connections with trains is personal or rather from a distance, you know, watching them go by, or did he hop one? Did he have friends? Was it his family? Uh, What was that connection? I'm reluctant to speak authoritatively, but I'm pretty, I I don't think he ever hopped trains, not that I'm aware of. I think that it just was a fascination with him his whole life. And because of his songs, he actually was made an honorary hobo in Britt, Iowa, I believe. Uh, He often went to those uh, annual hobo camps there. And also later on developed a very strong friendship with Utah Phillips and the Rose Tattoo traveling group that he was a part of. But I think that just the way he represented trains, his fascination with them, and the way he was able to find somewhat obscure stories and just make them very colorful and relevant uh, around trains and hobos and things like that that really, really endeared him to the train crowd. You were there at the remembrance of Larry Penn. I, it was his awake. I, it wasn't a memorial service. I've, I've been told that I don't want to speak too lugubriously. It was a party, I guess. You were there for that. Could you describe it? Basically, people came together from all over the country to honor Larry and it was interspersed between songs and memories, but artists uh, performing his songs, and then family members, grandchildren coming up to the microphone. So it was a very, very public event. His wife, Pat, was still alive, and I think that, like a lot of those things, you want something that is meaningful to the family as well as everybody else. And I think they were surprised at how many people showed up and the extent to which people traveled to come and uh, offer a song on Larry's behalf. But that's not what we're going to share right now. You've got one song that you and Patty performed that you're going to share? Yes. He wrote a song, and Larry oftentimes very seldom wrote songs about himself. And in fact, never any obvious love song for his wife. He was asked once about that. They said, Larry, how come you've never written a love song? And he looked at the person and said, they're all love songs, which I think is very true. And I think that Pat is actually embedded in a lot of these songs. He just did it in a very clever way. A time to go uh, has to do with passing, you know, beyond this earth uh, as a railroad person. And Larry um, wrote this many, many years before he died. And Larry was a fellow who was never in great health. As long as I've known him, 
you'd call him up, you'd say, Larry, you know, you want to do this gig in, you know, December or whatever. And his response was always, well, if I'm alive. And at one point I said, well, Larry, you've been predicting your death for 20 years. And he said, well, one of these days I'm going to be right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sort of a very funny guy. In fact, when he was in hospice the week before he died, I walked in the room, he looks at me and he says, they give me 60 days to die. And then he paused and he said, what if I get better? <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he had this just really clever, clever way of looking at life right up to the end. But Time to Go is basically his farewell song, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. And I always wanted to record it, and uh, when I called him up and said, you know, Larry, I'm thinking about putting this on our next CD, he said, well, it's about time. So I thought, well, that's good enough permission. So Time to Go. Whistle on the midnight train Sounds sweet tonight Calling me away An old time lover might And every time the whistle moans It says to me I'll take you back to where Your soul is free Something about the way the lady sings tonight Her raucous melody warms up a hobo night I have not felt this way since I was 17 Once upon a time when steam was king on you worn out railroad bomb It's time to go Time to go Time to go Come on you worn out railroad bomb It's time to go Rattling back to where your soul is free Somewhere in murky night the whistle wells I swear it's calling me to come and ride the rails telling me to leave my calloused things behind telling me it'll take me back in time come on you worn out railroad bomb aside Time to go Time to go Come on you worn out railroad bomb It's time to go Rattling back to where soul is free
One by one, my friends have caught the westbound run. They're waiting by the river, there for me to come. So you don't have to worry what become of me. I'm traveling back to where my soul is free. Come on, you worn out railroad bum, it's time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Come on, you worn out railroad bum, get up and roll. Rattling back. All too soon, the time has come to put an end to childhood fun, put away those well-played toys, and say farewell to childhood games. The march of time just lets you know when it's really time to go. And so I left them all but one. I still play with trains. Come on, you worn-out railroad bum, it's time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Come on, you worn-out railroad bum, get up and roll. Rattling back to where your soul is free. Rattling back to where your soul. It's a Larry Penn song, Time to Go, performed there by Patty Stevenson and Craig Simpson. Craig's with us today to remember Larry and all of his wonderful hues. And that's a wonderful song to see him off with. I did have Craig here on Song of the Soul just recently, so you can go to NordenSpiritRadio.org and listen to my interview with Craig and a number of the songs that he's written. Thanks so much for joining me, Craig. Oh, it's wonderful talking with you again, Mark. I really appreciate it. From Craig Simpson, we head to Lil Rev, the second of six folks who will be sharing this week and next week on the life and music of Larry Penn. Lil Rev presided, or should I say emceed, at Larry Penn's memorial celebration last October. Lil Rev joins us by phone in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Rev, thanks for joining me for Larry Penn's Memorial Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here with you and share some stories and reminisce about Larry Penn. How did it turn out that you got to be the MC for that celebration this past fall? Larry and I have been friends for a long time and close with his family and just wanted to make sure that he had a good venue where a lot of folks from around the state and Midwest could come and gather and honor his memory with music and poetry and reminiscence from his grandkids and his kids. And I think it's with just the sort of perfect industrial venue that he would have really appreciated it at Anodyne there with the old Cream City Brick. You know, any time that I can do something for Larry Penn, I was always interested in that. His passing represented the end of an era for me, growing up with his music in Milwaukee. It was one of a kind, so it, it was easy to be a part of that and to help organize that on his behalf. Did it help for you to be chosen as the MC for that recognition celebration that you go by the name that includes Rev? <laughs> well, you can call me Rev all you want, but... 
everyone thinks that I'm a elderly African American man when they see the name Lorez, but uh, really I'm a middle aged Jewish guy from the northwest side of Milwaukee. So <laughs> go figure. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the name fits, I guess you wear it. I'm going to have you back on my program in a couple of weeks to share your song of the soul. And I want to find out where that name came from because it wasn't what I expected. So tell me a little bit about your part in the ceremony and what happened. What kind of tone were you aiming for? You said industrial Cream City Brick and all that were important in terms of recognizing who Larry Penn was. Well, if you're going to tell the Larry Penn story, and we all want our stories told well, Larry knew that he would be around long after he was gone. So when you tell that story uh, about his life and you try to find the right venue to do that in, you're bound to have a lot of different themes running through the storyline. You know, one of them is going to be a family man. Larry was a family man. So one of them is going to be about home and family. Another one's going to be a big one is going to be about the act of working and a strong dose of justice as it relates to fair wages and the eight-hour workday and a lot of things that folks have been fighting for for the last hundred years. Larry had an incredible a sense of humility and empathy for the working person that pervaded almost everything he did. And so when you sing his songs and you honor his life, you're going to get all those things. And of course, more specifically, I like to write about trucking because he knew that. He was a teamster and write about the Great Lakes and shipping. Larry was fascinated with modes of transportation, whether they be trucks, trains, or planes, and the work that surrounded that. So I don't know much about the history of the venue the Anodyne Coffee Roasters in Walker's Point, but it's a great old downtown building with Cream City Brick that used to be some kind of old saddlery place or something like along those lines. There's, the stage is actually the old loading dock. <laughs> it's got, just got a neat vibe and a neat feel to it, and uh, I think it worked really well. I think we got about 200 people in the place or something like that. Well, obviously a big part of him is his music. I mean, he made songs about all those things and as well as just being personally interested in them. You picked out a couple songs to share that Larry wrote. What would you like to share for his song of the soul? This riff is a song that was inspired by uh, something that his son Alex had, had said. And there's a catchy little chorus in there that is as memorable as anything Stephen Foster ever wrote in terms of its elegant simplicity. It's something to the tune of do, 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 do. And once you hear a little bit of it, you can't get it out of your head. Larry had a knack for that kind of stuff. You could write these simple little melodies that just would infect you you in the very best sense of the word. So this riff had this playful quality to it with this catchy little refrain, do, 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 do. But when you start to listen to the lyrics, there's social commentary in there a great take on both the redundancy and the beauty of life all at once, but also making note of things around the world and the country that we should make a mental note of as well. One day I was going to do a gig in Kenosha with Larry, a house concert, and I asked him if I could sing this riff. Now, when a songwriter is with you and you want to cover one of their songs and they could do it a hundred times better, you're walking on shaky ground. And so I, uh, I sort of hesitantly uh, asked him if, I, if he'd be okay with my covering it that night or if he had intended to sing it himself. And he said that I could sing it if I wanted to at this house concert. And so I um, picked up the banjo and I sang this riff. And I did a pretty good job. And everyone sang along on the refrain. When I got done, everyone applauded and they seemed to really enjoy it. 
And like a son looking over for approval at his father, Larry sat there with his arms crossed, um, the way <laughs> somebody would with a expressionless look on his face. And I was horrified for, for but a moment to see him sitting there and an expressionless look on his face, even after everyone had enthusiastically sung along and applauded and just loved it. We take these songs and we make them our own, no matter who wrote them, and try to honor the person who who wrote them. But I I definitely made it my own. I added a little passing minor chord in it, which at the time I didn't know he really liked, (laughs) but he did. And so now there's just this moment in time where the audience is done clapping and we should be moving on to the next song, and it's Larry's turn to lead a song, and there's this long moment of silence, what really was just a few seconds, but seemed like an eternity, and Larry sat there with his arms crossed on his chest the way that he he could do, and he just milked those three or four seconds for everything they were worth. It began to feel almost uncomfortable. Nobody was saying anything. He looks at me, and he looks at the audience, and he says hearing somebody sing one of my songs is better than making love. (laughs) (laughs) And the song is Biff's Rep, Larry Penn. It's the same old rhythm and the same old tune Same old Monday and the same old moon same old brand of coffee in the same old coffee cup and it don't look like my luck is gonna change
It's the same old army and the same old war. Same old Exxon spilling more and more. Same old corporations that don't ever get enough. And it don't look like my luck is gonna change. Do, 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 do. Backwards, but it still comes out the same. Do 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 do. Biff's riff. We're here today remembering Larry Penn, Milwaukee folk singer, inspirational for multiple generations, actually, who just died this past year, presiding at the memorial celebration wake for Larry Penn was Lil Rev, who is sharing memories of Larry Penn today. Well, we've got time for one song that you can share for Larry. What would you like to remember him by here? There's a song called The Walking Stick, which is the second track off of our 2010 release called Around the Campfire. This is a record that Larry and I made together. It's a collection of original and traditional music. So I have to preface this by saying that many years went by. I met Larry when I was a teenager, and I'm in my, my late 40s now. And But back in those days, a good Friday night, if we didn't have a gig, was sitting around Larry's kitchen table swapping tunes. Sometimes that would just be him and I trade songs late into the night and enjoy each other's company. That's really what folk music is all about. And uh, we'd teach each other new songs, and Larry would try out new tunes he'd written. It'd be a good opportunity for that. All those years went by, and I'd always be trying to, you know, write a song, you know, a quarter as good as Larry's songs. And so I'd try them out, and Larry never sugarcoated anything. You always just, you know, if he told you something, you knew that he meant it. He wouldn't just say, oh, that's nice, or that was great, or just to make you feel better. And so... I can't tell you how many years went by where I was trying to write songs and I'd, I'd try them Larry and, and there wouldn't be a whole lot of a response. One night uh, we were sitting around the table and, and I sang this song, the Walking Stick song for him. It was a song I wrote about a man named Vincent Beach who I'd met out on a tour in Arizona was in home hospice and I was doing a house concert at his house. And the chorus went, don't throw away your stick until you cross the river, cross the river, cross the river. Don't throw away your stick until you cross the river and you get to the other side. Song about personal struggle and perseverance and faith and hope. I'm very, really connected with this song. When I got done singing it, he said, did you write that? I said, yeah, I wrote that song. That was the first time he ever asked me that. Did you write that song? And his eyes got real wide and he was real proud of me and and he really liked the song. And it was another one of those moments where someone I revered and honored and respected after all those years was acknowledging some of the art that I had created. And uh, that meant the world to me. So when we finally made a record, he suggested that we put that song on the CD. And after he passed, it took on a real spiritual quality because, you know, we all got to have that stick if we're going to cross the river to the other side. So we honored Larry Penn with the Walking Stick song. This song is about a man named Vincent Beach. Vincent Beach is one of many unsung American heroes. The sort of folks who go about their lives doing good in this world, never expecting no credit, no awards, or no praise. When 
When Vincent was a little boy growing up in Jamaica without any electricity or running water, his mama used to always tell him, Vincent, don't throw away your stick until you cross the river, boy. And as Vincent made his way through this world, he didn't ever forget that. Through discrimination, through traveling from continent to continent, through buying a clarinet in a pawn shop and making his way to the United States Air Force Jazz Band and traveling this world. No, Vincent did never forget that little saying, don't throw away your stick until you cross the river. We could all use a little saying like that going through our heads. Help us get through this old living. Well, times are tough, you know times are hard, and it ain't always clear that you come too far. Count your penny from the old chain jar, better days ain't far. Don't throw away your stick until you cross the river. Cross the river, Lord, cross the river. Don't throw away your stick until you cross the river. And you get to the other side. Where the road is rough and the way is rocky. Mountains steep and the ocean choppy. Don't you be afraid to lean on somebody. Better days ain't far. Don't throw away your stick until you cross the river. Cross the river, Lord, cross the river. Don't throw away your stick until you cross the river. And you get to the other side. I was thinking about what Vincent Mama had told him. I crossed the desert. I had that saying going through my head. When I got to San Francisco, I hadn't seen so many homeless folks in my whole life. I got ready to get on the freeway entrance. I saw a little man curled up on a ball laying in a little piece of cardboard there. There was a light drizzle coming down and it was a cold afternoon. And I thought to myself, maybe if he had that saying going through his head, it would inspire him to get up off that cardboard. But I couldn't stop. All I could do was write a verse for him. Now if I had a roof hanging over my head And a little bit of straw to make my bed I wouldn't be cold and it wouldn't be wet Better days ain't far Don't throw away your stick until you cross the river Cross the river, Lord, cross the river Don't throw away your stick until you cross the river And you get to the other side Some follow their hearts, some follow the stars Some cross the desert carry the scars and it might seem like a trip to Mars but better days ain't far don't throw away your stick until you cross the river cross the river Lord cross the river don't throw away your stick until you cross the river and you get to the other side That's from Larry Penn and Lil Rev's joint recording, Around the Campfire, and it's called Walking Stick. Just one more question, Rev, and that's about the legacy of Larry Penn. Was he performing much in the later years, and what's being done to keep that music in the eyes of folks now that he's passed? You know, in the latter years of Larry's life, as he was becoming more frail, 
first of all, he was able to continue to perform almost up until the last year of his life. We even had a gig. We did an annual memorial concert at the Bayview Historical Society every year, the weekend after Thanksgiving. And he even told me in the summertime, don't cancel the gig, I might get better. But it was obvious he wasn't going to get better. I'm working on an ebook about Larry's life, and it'll also be available as to order. I'll probably print about 100 copies, but then it'll be available online on Amazon and stuff as an ebook. So that, you know, all the history of Larry is in one place for future generations to discover. And he jokingly said, you'll sell 10 or 11 copies. Well, well, let's hope there's a greater demand for the book than that. But in any case, I'm glad that you, Lil Rev, and a lot of other folks will be doing your best to keep Larry Penn's music and message alive. And I'm grateful for your mutual care for Larry in his last years and for joining me here today for Song of the Soul. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Again, that was Lil Rev, and he'll be back soon on Northern Spirit Radio to share his song of the soul. We've got a total of six musicians and friends of Larry Penn lined up to share their memories of Larry along with their stories about him. Three of them today, three next week. We'll visit with the last guest for today in a moment, but first I want to remind you that you're listening to Song of the Soul, a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at northernspiritradio.org with close to 10 years of programming. For your free listening and download, there's info on the site about our guests, plus links, and there are comments, and we'd love to have you visit and post your own comments when you do. Likewise, you can click on support and donate and make sure that this work can continue. But even more important than helping out Northern Spirit Radio, please start by supporting your local community radio station with your hands and your wallet. Alternative news and music on the airwaves is so much more important than ever before. So start by supporting your local community radio station. We've got one more guest today to talk about Larry Penn for Song of the Soul. Three more next week. Last up for today is Mud River Lee. With decades involved in the Milwaukee folk music scene, learn more about Mud River Lee by listening to my Song of the Soul with him about a month back. But right now, we'll get him on the phone to talk about Larry Penn. Lee, I'm glad to have you back to Song of the Soul, this time to honor Larry Penn. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are things down Milwaukee way? A busy day, but I've been looking forward to this, of course. It's nice to hear from you. So let's talk about you and Larry. I think you go way, 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 way back. Well, I met Larry in the early 70s, and so I thought I'd just talk a little about that because some of these other folks haven't really known him as long. I uh, met him in the Id Ego Coffee House. Which coffee house? Well, it's no longer around, but it was called Id, I-D, and Ego, E-G-G-O. That was Rod Iglashes and his brother Norm handled that. And it was at Farwell and Bellevue in the basement of the Episcopalian Church. And it was a real haven right in the height of folk music then. When I met Larry down there, I was quite impressed. You know, he he wore a ponytail, <laughs> had a rubber pack around it. And it was in the days of what you'd call a generation gap. Older people were, if they were cool, it was like you found somebody that was cool. You're like, wow, this is not one of those uptight squares kind of a thing. And when I first met Larry, he was also part of a duo. Bill Brown, a dude I know, who's no longer with us, backed him up on a stand-up bass. They were quite impressive. So how much older than you was Larry? Oh, 
not quite a generation, but he was old enough that I really looked up to him because I was a beginning guitarist, and so I had to respect what he was doing. He's quite a poet, and he can pick the hell out of that old guild of his. Actually, though, the guitar was not his first instrument. Larry started out in music as a drummer. <laughs> I have never heard of a recording of him playing drums, I suppose. Did you ever see him do it? He referred to it, and one of the things that he did when he was on stage, he would tell stories that just kind of got right to you. Such an honest and direct way of speaking. He would tell you things you'd never expect to hear. One of the first stories he told was about how he got his job hauling an 18-wheeler over the road. And uh, when he came to the interview, they didn't the interview you. They just gave him the big semi-trailer truck and said, well, back it up to that door so we can unload it. He get in there and he he backed it up. He got to the door, right? But it wasn't the one he was aiming for. <laughs> the, guy, <laughs> the guy says, I see you've done this before, and he had the job. That was another one of his charming stories he wrote. And, of course, we had another thing in common. He was an over-the-road trucker, and I was driving 200 miles a day not much before that, selling campus bread, driving a bread truck. So he had this song called the East Chicago Run, which I believe that was one of the first things he taught me. I was picking up songs and guitar techniques from him for sure. Do you happen to have that song today? I've got a live performance of him doing East Chicago Run. Would that work for you? I would love to hear that. Let's do it. This is Larry Penn playing East Chicago Run. It's a live performance. Rolling down the highway on the East Chicago Run Blinded by the headlights or the early morning sun Reading strange graffiti on a truck stop toilet walls Written by the prophets that ain't got loads of hauls Chicago run Rattle in my kidneys And my gonads Till they're numb Wishing that my woman Was beside me In the cab Counting every pothole On an endless concrete slab Thirty. 
kingdom come. Thirty years of rolling on that East Chicago run. with Mud River Lee today. I had him on about a month ago for Song of the Soul. Today he's here to talk about his friend and someone just revered almost in the folk music scene down in Milwaukee, Larry Penn, who died just last year. You were at the memorial for Larry, weren't you? Yeah, I did a song there, and uh, he was quite the force in town. There was just a ton of musicians that I know that were there, formed the basis of this memorial, I believe, and of course, I'm sure you couldn't get them all in. You know, there's one other thing I thought that might have connected you to East Chicago Run. As he's playing along there in, in the instrumental, he does a little riff that's from Freight Train, which is a song that used to be uh, your calling card, right? Yeah, it's the Travis Pick, also called the Carter Pick, and I have to admit, I think I learned primarily that figure from him. I do recall we also did Freight Train together, and he did that on just a whole bunch of his tunes. So he helped me in manners of technique, and uh, the way we did it, he didn't care what key I was in as long as we were in the same style. I actually got my guitar style from people like Larry and other places, recordings and other people. I didn't do it all by book learning. And it's a good thing I didn't because I would have sounded just like everybody else. I'm tuned, for example, a full step down from everybody else. And I used to, people playing with me, they used to say, what's wrong with you? You're a full step down. Well, Mother Maybell Carter played a full step down and it identified my style. I also play a lot of hard driving tunes with nylon strings. Those are the classical guitar, which is easier for me to play. And if I'm playing softer, then I can lower my voice. If I had to sing over a real hard steel strings, the voice would be that much louder. And I, In fact, one time Larry and I were jamming and he's got that steel string guild and he's got a real brilliant sound and I'm much softer. And he says, this is an exact quote, he says to me, Lee, he says, when are you going to get rid of that rubber band and get a real guitar? (laughs) But you didn't take it personal. No, well, it hit me. You know, you have to find your style. I was lucky I found the style. It took years to develop. So when you were Larry's friend for all those years, does that mean a friend of the family as well, or is this mainly professional association? No, I went to his birthday party. He's he's born on the 4th of July, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. And in 1986, I was his little darling in a way because he did a labor concert at Carthage College, and Pete Seeger was the headliner. Well, you know, Pete Seeger was well-known for encouraging others. And what he told Larry, he says, him and Larry are going to play. He says, pick a local folk singer also, somebody that Pete didn't know at all. So Larry picked me. That's how I got to meet Pete Seeger up close and personal. It was a real thrill. Larry and I, our paths are crossing all the time. And, you know, I miss him, among other things, for his his pungent sense of humor. You know, he liked to play the... uh, tough, old, crusty man role. I'm sure you've heard that before, have you? Yep. He loved to do it. It was mad tongue-in-cheek. He, he never made me feel bad or anything like that. As a matter of fact, when he liked something that I did, if he'd say, well, that's a nice riff or, or this and that, it's always stuck in my mind. He was such a heavy influence on me that if he liked something, I just took it to be stamped, you know, by the God. This is, this is good. Larry liked it. Well, you got a good thing to say about another of his songs? Well, we're going to do uh, Water That Changes Into Wine, I believe, and that's a performance of yours truly with Sandy Weisto and Dan Mullen, who plays the mandolin there. I did that song for my brother's 25th wedding anniversary, 
the song is, I think, appropriate because we want to celebrate not only Larry, but Pat and this winter season there in the fall. We lost both of them. And so rather than just focusing on Larry, I wanted to focus on what he had to say about his wonderful marriage. When he did the song, he did it with a twinkle in his eye, and he was doing it as marriage from the perspective of a man. What do you get for your 25 years? But uh, it gets quite sentimental down toward the bottom of those verses. And it's not so typical of his songs because he wrote a lot about the railroads. And I think he might be our foremost railroad poet of I don't know how many years. And he also wrote about labor. And he's always had the correct perspective that of a working man. That's a good thing I was in Local 113 as a union man or I wouldn't have got to play that gig with Pete Seeger. <laughs> If you're not union, you don't play. Well, the song you want to share is Water That's Changed Into Wine. It's by Larry Penn and performed here by Mud River Lee, Sandy Weistow, and you'll hear Dan Mullen on mandolin. What did you get for your 25 years? Alternate seasons of laughter and tears. What would you say about them as a couple? Well, they raised many daughters. And they had Alex, their son, who gave rise to that song about I was a little cookie. And they had a really wonderful and, and strong marriage. And she was just totally supportive. And they went through a whole lot with raising all those kids. You know, I never had children, so I have to say I hold a lot of respect for the people that do. Because once you have children, your life is not your own anymore. You are... You are raising the kids. 
he was called the dean of Milwaukee folk singers by one of the music writers. And the lady that you just heard with me on this song, that's Sandy Westo. She's the queen of Milwaukee folk singers, I think. I assume that means you're the Joker. I would be the Joker, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wes. I'll take it, you know, as long as they mention me somehow. <laughs> okay. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Have you heard that? I'm sure, haven't you, though? Yes. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing about Larry Penn. Of course, people can, again, listen to Mud River Lee's Song of the Soul. It's about a month ago. It's great to get to know you and to have your memories of Larry to share with the world. Thanks so much for joining me again today for Song of the Soul, Lee. All right. I'll say goodnight. The other reminder, if I could, on March 28th at the Coffee House on a Saturday, the Bluegrass Band and the co-op members will be on display there playing for you if you want to come down and you could ask about what we're doing. And for your listeners, Lee's referring, if you don't know, to the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. Hear more about that in an interview I did with Mud River Lee about a month ago. So find it all on northernspiritradio.org. Thanks again, Lee. Have a good day. So, three down, another three guest musicians next week to continue sharing on the striking life and music of Larry Penn. We'll see you then. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Sing out a song of the soul